0: naturally occurring psychoactive compound psilocybin is found in over 200 species of mushrooms despite their millennia of use by humans for mental and spiritual well-being they have been classified falsely among the most dangerous and illegal of substances locked away from those who need them most the psilocybin chronicles documents the individuals who courageously consume collect or cultivate these mushrooms to improve the quality of their lives Won't you join us as we welcome the return of psilocybin? Welcome to the Psilocybin Chronicles. I am your host, Eric Osborne. This podcast is intended for education and harm reduction purposes only. The Silas Seven Chronicles, Michael Meditations nor myself condones any illegal activity. City Genius was born and raised in Treasure Beach, Jamaica. After receiving multiple scholarships, City attended high school in Washington D.C. and completed her bachelor's degree in social sciences at Spring Hill College in Alabama. She began working for Michael Meditations as a facilitator and cultivator in 2015. In 2018, she began to focus all of her efforts on cultivation of psilocybin mushrooms. She now works for the Jamaican mushroom company Magnificent Mushrooms Limited as head cultivator. She is the woman behind the mushrooms at MycoMeditations. Meditations. Won't you join me in welcoming Citi to the Psilocybin Chronicles? City, welcome to the Psilocybin Chronicles.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. So, if you could take psilocybin mushrooms with anybody from time in history, who would that be and why?
1: Well, I was debating between two, like, either a mentally ill person or a pastor, but I'm going to go with a pastor because I would like to see how their perception of, like, religion or, like, hmm. Jesus, God, mm-hmm. all of that stuff, how it would change. Because, like, once I took it, my whole perception of God changed. Like, hmm. it was weird because, like, once I took it, I thought that mushroom was, like, the God they were talking about. Because, like, I saw the possibilities were endless and, like, the stuff that I experienced, I was like, whoa, this must be the God they talked about. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Wow. Interesting. Yeah. There's been some research, uh, with ministers and whatever spiritual leaders using psilocybin and seeing how that impacted their, uh, religious views. That's, uh, yeah. Is there, is there an, a minister in Jamaica in particular that you'd like <laughs> to dose with?
1: Not necessarily a specific person, yeah. but anyone, like, Especially those who are like really holy. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I would really love to see how their perception would change because I think it would affect the way they think about God. I,
0: I would think so, especially oh these, the angry preachers. Stuff.
1: Exactly. I really <laughs> think it would. And I think like, I don't know, maybe in the future... We- we can like encourage them to try it or something, but I think it would be good.
0: Yeah, yeah, huh? That's interesting. That's a that's an interesting thought. So, before you had tried magic mushrooms yourself, kind of what was your exposure and what was your perception to them?
1: I actually think you were the first person I heard talk about it because, like, I've never heard anything about it before. And then once I went to live in america i went to live there like nine years ago Mm. and like i heard my friends talking about it but i thought it was like crazy white people stuff i just assumed like (laughs) people would take it to get high run wild do weird stuff Mm -hmm. i didn't know the medicinal benefit of it Mm -hmm. so
0: well and you know city and i have known each other for going on six over 16 years now and i have long been a crazy white person in Treasure beach
1: exactly because (laughs) i remember a couple (laughs) times i saw you on it and you were like flapping like a bird and i was like what is eric doing it just seem weird but i didn't understand like what you you were doing like a bird exactly (laughs) so no (laughs) no i definitely understand why you're acting that way yeah Uh, yeah
0: yeah it's a something that if 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 you don't experience it you just don't have an understanding you would never understand it that's why i
1: tell people like even when i try to explain to my friends like i do my best but like words can't even explain what it really is like there's no words for it
0: yeah so as, as best you can talk about that first experience. And, and so you so first of all, I'd like to stage it saying that, you know, you worked with Mikeo for, I don't know, a good while, probably like, well, it was like six months you worked with us and then you got pregnant and then you were going to write up to you were going to do your first dose right before you found out. And then, so you got pregnant and that was like, what, nine,
1: nine months. months
0: at least. And then I guess, what, about a month or two months after Johnny was born is when you did your yeah, first stuff. Yeah, I
1: think it was three weeks after.
0: Uh, okay, so you had a lot of prep time, like observing doses, mm-hmm. um, taking care of people while they're on mushrooms, and then doing mushrooms yourself. Uh, and so how did your perception of the experience change after you had your own experience?
1: okay so let me start at first like at first my perception was like crazy white people doing crazy stuff but then once I started working with Michael and I saw how people reacted to it I was like okay I see that it's helping them but I wasn't sure exactly how it was helping them Mm -hmm. but once I took it then I was like whoa I was really missing out (laughs) (laughs) so then like once I took it because I had a brother that died like around 16 17 years ago Mm -hmm. and my first trip was like based around like my brother that died and Mm -hmm. He drowned by the beach where we lived and it also happened that we were tripping at the beach Mm -hmm. that my very first time I took it and it's like I turned into my brother while he was drowning. So like all that suffocating feeling, like I felt everything. So Mm. it's like I actually drowned also. I died. But then I came back and I felt free. It wasn't like there wasn't any sadness because he even told me to let go. Like I heard his voice telling me to let go. Don't like carry any guilt or anything like that. And I, I... It was crazy. Like when I was finished, I felt like I lost like a hundred pounds. I felt like a new person. Mm -hmm. And that helped me so much because like I had a baby and like, you know, I was like really paranoid. I wouldn't even leave the baby for one second to go take a shower because I just felt like he was going to die for whatever Mm -hmm. reason. But like after that experience, I was able to like leave my baby alone, like even be free because like that's no way to live, you know, like Mm -hmm. paranoid about every little thing. So Mm -hmm. it helped me free my mind a lot.
0: Well, I'd like to, if you don't mind, you know, kind of touch on just like the impact that we've seen psilocybin have on your family. You know, Oh my
1: God, that's been a big impact because like, especially my mom, she suffers so much like from the death of my brother. Mm-hmm. And like she was very scared to take it, even though she saw that it was helping people. But for whatever reason, like she was still scared of it. So she and my dad took it and she took she took two grams and it had like such a big effect on her. Like she was able to open more because she's not the person who's like able to cry like she hasn't had that and she told me that like if she feel like she could cry about my brother's death like Mm -hmm. it would help her but like over the past like year or so she's been taking it and she's been able to cry even the other night Mm -hmm. she was crying Mm -hmm. and she wasn't even on mushroom at that point but she said she realized how much the mushroom is opening her up Mm. to getting where she needs to be and she's sleeping better she's more calm even though she has a lot of work to do Mm -hmm. i can definitely tell it's freed her And like, my dad, he's like such a calm, nice person, but he took the mushroom, which I was like really surprised because he's a rasta and like just there, I don't know. Some of them might think that, oh, it's a fungus. Like a lot of people in Jamaica think, oh, mushroom is a fungus. Like they won't, they won't take it, but he took it and he had a great experience also. He was able to talk to my brother that died and he showed him like a lot of stuff like, for me, he told him that, like, I just need to, like, find someone who I can talk to. And, you know, like, don't give me a hard time. And, like, for my big brother, just let him be. Mm-hmm. And then, like, for my little brother, just encourage him. He works stuff out on his own. So he got, like, messages from my brother. And, like, he's able to talk to us more because he's not much of a talker.
0: Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he's
1: more open to talking and stuff.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I feel like at some point, and this may be delusional, but I feel like at some point, your yard is going to be like viewed as ground zero where this mushroom bomb dropped you know and yeah so you all have had such a huge role to play in all this and it's just been you know i've i've just loved your family ever since we first met and it's just so wonderful to see that now you all are doing what the crazy white person used to do. (laughs) That's right. Like, even me, trust me. Like, this
1: is the best decision I've, like, ever made to, like, join Michael and work with it. Like, even over time, like, I'm mostly facilitated at first, but, like, growing has been my thing now. Like, I'm so in love with it because I'm, like, growing this thing that's helping so much Mm -hmm. people. So I'm, like... Very grateful.
0: Well, talk about that. Talk about what your experience has been like going from the facilitation now to the growing.
1: Mm -hmm. I mean, facilitating for me was good, like, especially like meeting new people and seeing that they're getting help. Like, you could actually see it like within their body language and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So, I could tell people are getting help, but For me, growing, I don't know. I feel like farming has been like in my family forever. And Mm -hmm. it's something I've always appreciated. Even though most people would be like, oh, you're a farmer, they look down on you. Mm -hmm. But I see it as a good thing, like... Farmers should be held as, like, one of the best thing in the nation. Absolutely. Exactly. So I'm, like, proud to be a mushroom cultivator. Mm-hmm. And, like, growing the mushroom, it makes me feel good because, like, I can see that people are, like, so appreciative mm-hmm. when I tell them I grow it. And they're, like, thank you. And I feel so good. Mm-hmm, it's a rewarding mm-hmm. job.
0: It's, r- it's real. You very know that they really mean. it. Yeah, very much so. And I was just talking to, uh, with Shanika, you know, the um, consecutive interviews here, folks, um, and she was – <clears throat> excuse me, uh, she was saying how uh, the vibes in the mushrooms and how when the people grow in the mushrooms, if the vibes aren't right, then the mushrooms suffer and how there's just kind of this like reciprocative nature.
1: Mm-hmm. I um, definitely agree because like even working with some people in the past, I could tell like the energy wasn't right. Mm-hmm. So you have to have a good vibe yeah, to work around yeah. mushroom positive. And, and the
0: guests this morning, so that's what I was telling Sneak is how the guests were saying a big part of their experience yesterday was – Uh, how important it was that the mushrooms are being grown here Mm -hmm. by people who care yes Uh,
1: and i think that's also important to you know like having it grown by somebody who care you don't want just getting it from someone who's doing it for money you have mm -hmm. to like genuinely Mm -hmm. care about people and what it is yeah
0: absolutely absolutely so what's what's kind of been The most interesting part of cultivation, uh, you and I, you know, started working out together, was teaching you tissue culturing and whatnot. And is there, is there a certain aspect of it that you really enjoy the most?
1: I mean, honestly, I like the end result part where the mushrooms actually grow and you get mm-hmm. to pick them. That's my favorite part. But otherwise, from that, I like cloning the mushrooms. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just think it's interesting to see how it just the mycelium grows out on the agar, so that's mm-hmm, nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. What about talk a little bit about the strains that we're working with here?
1: Well, right now we're working with the B plus antilypia. And what I've noticed, it seems as the tailipy is doing better, especially in the heat. They're, they they mm-hmm. seem a little bit bigger
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they're heavier, so that's good. Mm-hmm. But B plus, we've been working with that for like over a year. Yeah, keep cloning yeah. and stuff. So
0: yeah, it's a good one for the uh, you know contamination resistance yeah, and whatnot mm-hmm. everybody's so familiar with golden teacher but i don't know have we even done a golden teacher
1: we've done golden teacher in the past when i first started out, like two years ago we used to do the golden Teacher. you know
0: like it just cracks me up still when i think obviously we're still in pretty humble surroundings mm-hmm. here um but you know Thinking about how we started growing in that little cabin with all the holes in it and the lizards. <laughs> yes. The A lot of times when I think about it, I'm
1: like, I don't know how we got the mushrooms to grow, you, like man. contamination everywhere. Yeah. So we've done pretty good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, not today, like, I really felt that strongly know coming in here it's been a while i've been working on retreats and have been ar- around the groves for a, a while and seeing how much you all have done and mm-hmm. i'm just really super impressed and super grateful for you and shanika and sadhu being a part of this and and it is it is the most important part If there's no mushrooms and yeah. you know we there's no myco. yeah right. yeah so mm-hmm. you all have just done outstanding outstanding work uh Thanks. so what do you think about um As far as psilocybin for the future, uh, what, what, how would you like to see that develop? Um, and then let's talk about that within the context, like, of a global movement, but also Mm -hmm. as a Jamaican movement. So first, globally, how would you like to see psilocybin be treated as a therapy?
1: I mean, first of all, I would like to see it being legal, legal in the sense not that just you, you go pick it and take it because I think it's important to have like a safe environment and have somebody watch over you. Mm-hmm. Because like for me particularly, I remember one experience where I was in my room and I started to get paranoid, but. I was aware that I was on mushroom, but I got so paranoid, and it was good that my dad was there, and I saw him, mm-hmm. and I felt safe and mm-hmm. good. So I think that when people are taking it, they should have somebody to like oversee them, and it should be done in a safe environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
0: absolutely. So, what do you think that does that look like a hospital? Does that look like a resort, private homes, or a mixture of all of the above? Just kind of what do you think after, I- after seeing what you've seen happening here?
1: I think it could be a mixture. I wouldn't definitely say a hospital setting. I don't think that's the way to go, but maybe like a home kind of resort kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. for me, I think like doing mushrooms outdoor with nature. That's yeah. my thing. But I mean, it's probably not going to work for everybody, but that's for me. To not yeah, it
0: yeah. It, seem, it seems to produce better results when used in nature anyway. I don't exactly. know. What do you think about Jamaica though? What What's it going to look like? as we spread psilocybin out around the island? How's that going to play out?
1: I mean, so far I can see that it's getting popular and a lot of people are coming in. So I just hope that, like, Micro, since we've been, like, the first to do this, Mm -hmm. can be, like, a great example of how other people should come in and do the retreats because, like, people can take advantage of, like, communities and, like, Mm -hmm. people. So, I don't know. Maybe just... Have it regulated a certain way where it's not being taken advantage of. Well, man, of.
0: that's so important. Let's 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 really spend some time talking about that because what you said about taking advantage of communities—that's um, been one of my biggest concerns with other uh, foreigners coming in doing yeah. this here. Um, you know, can you maybe give the listeners a little bit of an understanding of what Jamaica has experienced uh, in regards to this? People just taking advantage of Jamaica.
1: I mean, like even in the past and like the present right now have a lot of like foreigners, like the Chinese, like Americans coming, company coming in and taking advantage. Like we've seen it with the marijuana right now. It's being legalized, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. it's like all the foreigners are coming and making the money. So like local people aren't really benefiting that much because they make the money and they take it back to their country. Mm -hmm. And so the locals aren't really benefiting from it. And like the licenses are so expensive. So to get one, you can't, eat, local people can't afford it. So right,
0: right. So do you feel like, gosh, I mean, it's kind of hard to talk about this just like here publicly, but I really want to. Um, I, I, how do you think we are being perceived in Treasure Beach?
1: I think we're being perceived as good because, like, a lot of people are always saying how, like, the locals are getting job, Like, you guys employ a lot of Jamaicans to do mm-hmm. facilitating. You go to different places to stay, so you're, like, helping the community doing that. When you get people to do the trips, like, from airport to go to Wise Falls, like, you're getting bus drivers from Jamaica. So, it's, like, spreading out in the community. Not just one person is benefiting.
0: Mm-hmm. So, that's good. Okay, okay. I mean, that's, that's how I i certainly hope i mean mm-hmm. you know you know gosh man for me coming here all these years ago it was like i don't know you know i used to come here and just sit in the yard it was yeah. never about being a tourist or whatever it was just about loving jamaica and being here and you know that's a, a my one of my greatest fears around this work is that um you know me being here as this foreigner is somehow signaling to other foreigners that you can come in here Mm -hmm. or should come in here and do this. And the reality is that most people don't know that I have this longstanding relationship with treasure beach. um, And that uh, if it wasn't, I'm pretty sure that if it wasn't for, you know, having this relationship with your family and some of the other members in the community for Mm -hmm. a decade, more than a decade before this, that I I don't think that it would have Taken off or been accepted.
1: This way, no, yeah. I agree, and that's important too because I could see like people just coming down here with the aim of making money because mm-hmm. they don't have any emotions or feeling towards the people. But as you said, you had a long relationship with the family and other members, so yeah,
0: yeah. Well, what about spreading out around? You know, because now we're talking about more direct offerings to Jamaicans. Mm-hmm. Um, how can how can this benefit Jamaicans, and what would it What are some of the ways that it it could develop on the island just for Jamaicans?
1: I mean, I could see it benefiting, like, there's a lot of people with mental illness in Jamaica, and that's a thing that a lot of people don't talk about. Mm. And there's a lot of depressed people, but Jamaica is, like, this island where it's, like, Jamaica, no problem. It's, like, we don't really take it up on our heads, Mm. but, like, people are still suffering deep down Mm. from, like, depression, but it's not talked about because people are like, oh, you have depression, like, go deal with that, but... I could see the mushroom helping people free their minds. Like they say emancipate yourself from mental slavery. So that's like a thing that's that they exactly could exactly <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. So that's a thing Jamaicans need because we keep a lot of stuff inside too. Mm. So like it could definitely help us free our minds. And in terms of like getting jobs and stuff, like it could be beneficial for locals to like get job job opportunities.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The mm. the amount of, of local jobs that we can create with this uh I think is just way bigger than we Realize what do What do you think it is about Jamaica that um, the people are so reluctant to really ask for help or acknowledge that there are there is suffering?
1: You see that's something I always really think about because even myself I struggle with that like I will not ask for help if I have a problem or even talk to people about it so I'm not I think it's just maybe like over time people tend to just keep stuff or have to put on this strong face for whatever reason I'm not sure cuz it's even weird to me cuz I went I was living in America and I saw how open my friends were with their problems and stuff but mm-hmm. I would I always find it so hard to, like, express myself. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just maybe, like, a generational thing for mm-hmm. whatever reason. Have
0: you found that mushrooms have made it easier for you to express yourself?
1: Oh, yes, definitely. I've talked to my mom more about, like, personal stuff that I wouldn't have in the past. And even herself have opened up to me more. So that's, it's definitely helped, mm-hmm, helped mm-hmm. with openness.
0: Okay. i interested in this kind of brainstorming here. We've been doing this a little bit over time. But... What could, what's it gonna look like to do sessions for Jamaicans specifically? Do you think that we're gonna have to convince people to do this, or will there is there enough uh, organic interest that it will just grow on its own?
1: I think there's enough organic interest where it will grow on its own because even my friends now, they'll just like message me randomly asking me about the mushroom, say if they've heard like good stuff about it. So I think over time, as it's becoming more popular, people are more open to it mm-hmm. and they see the benefit or they hear about the benefit.
0: Do you think that this format that we use for the retreats, um, the group setting, do you think that is, uh, Uh, you know something that can work for jamaica or do you think that it would need to start with like like more like smaller sessions how do you visualize
1: i would say maybe smaller sessions Uh i think it would work best for jamaicans because like a lot of people they're especially if they know you they're probably like afraid to open up around you that's why i was happy when i did my first session i was like with you ben and a a different group Mm -hmm. but like if i was with my mom and my dad i would be like scared to open up or even like cry in front of them Mm -hmm. so i was happy to be around strangers and not like my own but you've
0: dosed with your mom now
1: yeah. I, yes, I dosed once with my mom. Uh-huh. Yes. What was that like? That was, well, it was, I was actually in the house and everybody else was outside. Uh-huh. But I kept like looking through the window because I felt the connection with the group even though I was inside. Mm-hmm. And that was like the hardest experience for me because I went through like this whole mental thing where I released so much anger. Like, I felt like it was a lifetime of anger that I released. Mm. I was in a madhouse, a mental madhouse. Mm-hmm. But like in the end, For, in order for me to get back, I had to go and talk to my mom and Courtney and Zoe and everybody had to go interact with the rest Mm -hmm. of the group. That's the only way I could come back. Mm
0: -hmm. What, what kind of came out of that? Like, what was the takeaway from that experience?
1: I mean, it told me to let go of stuff because I tend to just hold on a lot of stuff and like I have a lot of anger build up inside. So Mm -hmm. I was able to like release a lot of it. And it made me like my fear of death is not as intense because I'm always like scared of getting older yeah. and like dying. But it taught me to let go, so that was like a very important so experience. Now,
0: so now you're just scared of getting older, and exactly. not dying. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: that's a big fear of mine. I don't know why. Yeah.
0: Well, mm. it's coming for all of us. True. But who knows? Like we were saying this morning, what's what technology <laughs> <Exactly>. will do? <laughs>
1: exactly. Maybe in the future they'll have something that will keep us young forever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Mm. I feel like psilocybin definitely helps keep me younger
1: yeah so i need to date more
0: (laughs) well i would agree with that yes i would agree i think you do yeah Uh, i almost think that i still need more psilocybin which is hard to believe
1: (laughs) it's hard to believe (laughs) (laughs) we all need more that's the truth yeah
0: yeah no i mean you know i guess there's like uh, of course there's like a balance it's not something that you just do all the time your body won't let you you know this is a challenging Mm -hmm. experience that is pretty self-regulating um but what i have found the more i do work with psilocybin uh, the more I know that this is such a deep and powerful tool that we should be taking as much opportunity to work with it as possible yeah. really at least that's for me I know for me I, I, I need uh, much improvement um, and I want to understand this tool as much as I can so that means you know engaging with it uh, but most people are not going to eat mushrooms to the degree that I do um yeah. so anyway uh well what about a billboard if you were to put up a sign here in <laughs> kingston
1: hmm that's a hard one but i think i would put maybe like mind freeing or something like that mm-hmm. i'm not
0: sure well, hey just that bob quote right yeah emancipate, emancipate your, yourself your mind yeah from mental slavery oh uh, god i mean we spend so much time imprisoned by our minds definitely you know mm-hmm. we like we like prevent ourselves from living the life that is available to us yeah. because of our own perceived restrictions
1: exactly and what i like with mushroom like the possibilities endless every endless. every time it's been so different for me so it's like i'm definitely excited to see like what the future holds because mm-hmm. i want to take it more and more and see
0: when's your next dose
1: I'm not sure yet, but hopefully soon. It's not like you
0: don't have a supply. Exactly.
1: So very soon I'll take our next dose. Hopefully I'll eat some fresh mushrooms because I've never done that. Oh my gosh, you've
0: got to do that, City. I can't believe you still haven't done that yet. I know.
1: Don't let them know.
0: Oh, man. Yeah, that's uh, such a different experience. Well, Mm -hmm. I look forward to to hearing about how that goes uh, and just working with you over time. It's, Mm -hmm. It's been wonderful and looking forward to the future. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for coming along. No problem. emancipate your mind that is most certainly one of the mushrooms regular lessons to me let go of dogma let your judgments go let your mind be free city talked about several things in this conversation that really resonated with me but the main one that i would like to touch on here is the cannabis industry and how it may be something of a litmus test for psilocybin we have seen a rapid growth in cannabis in the last few years that through regulations and financial bullying has often cut out the grassroots growers and most egregiously growers who have criminal records related to cannabis. I suspect that this will be the same case for psilocybin. Now, make no mistake, cannabis has absolutely led the way for psilocybin. Were it not for the progress made by that plant, Well, there's just no way that mushrooms would be brought into the public view as they have been in the last year or so. And it was Jamaica, particularly the Rastas, that ensured ganja's place in modern culture. They didn't invent weed by any means, but they certainly demanded the right to use it as a sacrament, which propelled it into the American counterculture. When the likes of Bob Marley and Peter Tosh began taking the stage in the United States, well... At that time, there were no greater vocal proponents for cannabis consumption. So, I guess, ultimately, I have the rises to thank for psilocybin becoming an option for more and more people. I recently had the opportunity to meet with Chris Blackwell, Bob Marley's producer. It was astounding to stand in the presence of an individual who has had such an impact on my personal life and that of so many others through the music he helped create. I did take the time to share with him my views on psilocybin and how he had actually helped to pave the road for myself and countless others through the music of Bob. He got it. (laughs) How could he not? Millions and millions of lives touched through the music of Jamaica and Rastafari. We spoke about the similarities between cannabis and psilocybin in regards to both of their healing potential and cultural impact. He shared similar concerns around the direction of the Industry, I hate using that word when I talk about psychedelics. We talked about a lot that day. Ideas and topics that I hope will manifest into some beautiful opportunities for our guests and our team. I didn't ask him a thing about Bob Marley. <laughs> he must get that stuff all the time. Here and now is where I would like to bring in some Bob Marley. Not his music though. I wanna share an interview or a kind of compilation of interviews uh, with you where Bob talks about ganja its value its perception its legal status Some of that has changed particularly the legal aspect, but it's still relevant, especially when laid over the subject of psilocybin know uh, it might be a little bit tough to understand some of what Bob says uh, patois is not an easy language to uh, <laughs> To learn and use but I have uh, I feel like you'll be able to pick out the important parts. So yeah, Give it a listen and we'll check right back in before we sign off.
2: Well, if you check it now, if you check it now, um, people people drink a lot of alcohol, right?
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: mm-hmm. They get drunk. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. when you get drunk you don't know, really meditate, mm-hmm. you just when drunk and feel miserable.
3: No,
2: when we smoke it, it makes you cool, you know, it, it, it stimulates your mind and makes you sit down and meditate.
4: In medita.
2: Instead you get foolish, you sit down and then you can meditate and be someone. Can be Herb, um, rum teach you to be a junker and Herb teach you to be someone. Right? <laughs> I mean, too much of anything, good for nothing anyhow. Too much of one thing, good for nothing. So. If you have too much herb, it might hurt you, yeah. right. But, I mean, earth, earth is the land of fullness dear up. and herb is a, is, a, is a plant, a tree that grows. Perhaps the most controversial aspect of Rastafarianism is the use of marijuana as a central part of the philosophy. Officially named ganja, it's colloquially described by the Rastas as herb, and Bob Marley is said to smoke a pound a week it's outlawed in Jamaica and a convicted smoker can expect an 18-month jail sentence the more you accept Herb is the more you accept Rastafari mm. you dig what I say? Mm. we who accept Herb Herb is not Herb is important but Herb is more important to the people who don't accept it yet because that is a reality I mean it's not arm. um um is something that you crave but you check it in your sense and say Herb. Herb is a plant. I mean, herbs are good for everything. Why, why these people want to do so much good for everyone who call themselves governments and this and that? Why them say you must not use the herb? You see? And we check that and we can't find we just see them just say, no, you must use it, you must use it because it make you rebel. Against what? Against men who won't crave because them crave for the things like seven, well, then. Them have some material things and them will have to captivate your mind until you say, well, you have to work and put you on pension and them keep it all. So, Herb, make you look for yourself, and instead of you want to work for the man, you want you want, you want to be one of the man, too. Not in the sense of how he is, but in the sense of why should you have to bow to these things.
4: Do you have to smoke to be a raster?
2: No, man. But in this time, I mean, like, for instance... You reach in a sense where you, you, you're strong enough can take a little smoke. So when all uh, them car pass, although you live in the city, you don't hear it because you're thinking. Differently, if you just live so, then you know I mean? You, the whole world confused you and you're worried and you don't have no time to think. And herb, herb is a thing that gives you a little time for yourself so you can live if you use it.
0: What about alcohol?
2: Alcohol make you drunk man. It don't make you meditate. It just make you drunk. When you drink alcohol you don't meditate. You're more get headed. Herb is more a consciousness.
0: It must create problems for you though when you go different parts of the world where perhaps it's outlawed as it were.
2: Well, it's just like what we are saying is that I don't care. This is the people who make it out outlaw. It's about a few. Majority of the people from the hurt want it. And it's just a few because guns and prisons and bad life treat you bad. So people kind of. But we want some people power. And the only people power is
3: Rastafari. Rastafarianism is very popular in Jamaica, yet in Canada, the United States, it has a bad reputation. People are associated with drugs and the trafficking of marijuana and violence, police arrests. Yeah arrest.
2: man, them crucified Christ, remember? Christ was a Christian and them crucified Christ um, is not what no, it is. No, but
3: let's go back to the facts. People have been arrested, the Rastafarians in Toronto, for example, have a mean, very bad reputation. Not,
2: uh, I mean, you know, I would say I wouldn't say that the Rastafarians have a bad reputation. I would say people give the Rastafarians bad reputation because the Rastafarians, I mean, you know, I mean, all of these things happening before the Rastafarians even start coming to Canada anyway around here. <laughs>
3: But, but the things that are very obvious are things like the way you look, right? To most people who are very conservative in dress, you look quite strange. Plus the fact that you advocate smoking yeah, marijuana. Yeah,
2: you think this, i show you this now. Could they tell God that it's not legal?
3: No, but you're... They couldn't tell God you ha- that You have a legal. very strong religious belief, but other people don't necessarily share that. And what they see are the obvious things. And isn't it, in fact, true that many Jamaican people get involved in the trafficking of marijuana and therefore get the bad reputation associated with Rastafarians?
2: People get trafficking. You see, well, really, I don't really know anything about those parts of life, you know. All I know about is Rastafari, you know, and try bringing this truth to the people. What do people do with them life? I don't really know that I know about my own.
3: Okay, what is your own? What's your music my own to you? Is,
2: my own My The music to me, the music is more than music to me. It go further than music, you know. It go with, with I don't know it further than music.
3: But you used it as a, a strong message. I mean, words like a hungry man is an angry me. man. Even
2: music you me. <laughs> Bob, how important is, uh, is the ganja to arrest it's, the man? Ganja is a bird. This is herb. Uh, uh, does it does it matter to you that it's it's still uh against the law here in jamaica every law is illegal
0: every law is illegal every
2: government upon face of this earth today is illegal not one of them is legal
0: always words of wisdom bob always i'll post a link to that uh, youtube video from matt cook in the show notes listeners thank you so much for joining city and i on the psilocybin chronicles May all of your journeys, both inward and outward, be safe and rewarding.